Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki and I am so excited to be back with my friend Peggy Ployhar from SPED Homeschool. And today we're going to talk about transition planning for our high schoolers because you know what? They're going to graduate one of these days and we should be helping them and ourselves be prepared for what happens next. So this is really in Peggy's wheelhouse. So Peggy, remind everybody a little bit about you. It's been a while since you've been on the, the podcast. So tell us yeah. a little bit about you and your homeschooling and, and then let's just kind of segue into transition plans. Sounds great. Um, yeah, so I'm Peggy Floyer. I am the founder and CEO of SPED Homeschool, which um, stands for Special Education Homeschool. And so that kind of segues into why I started homeschooling in the first place. My my oldest was diagnosed on the autism spectrum when he was five. He turns 23 in two months. Wow. Um, that is just amazing to me that I'm that old. <laughs> But that just opened the door for other educational opportunities we had never even considered. And um, homeschooling has been a blessing to our family. Um, so yeah, I've been homeschooling almost 18 years and uh, and worked for two different state organizations before we started SPED Homeschool as their special needs consultants. And, and so um, it's... It, Helping families homeschool children that struggle is just really where my heart is because it was my the start of my homeschooling journey. But um, but there's just so many kids that struggle on so many different levels, and um, having the experience of homeschooling my own children who all have had struggles in certain areas, and then my parents who have adopted ten who have homeschooled on and off. Wow! Um, after I did, oh, and it was wow. funny because my dad just emailed me the other day and said, um, so we're taking Allie out of school again and we need curriculum suggestions. <laughs> so it's, um, it turns that around on you. Yeah. And of course I'm recommending seven sisters for, for them because, um, a lot of what they're transitioning her towards is life skills. And, um, but yet academics still are, um, key. My parents are so good at saying, where are we taking this child? Where are they going? And how do we bridge that gap? And that's what transition skills really are. And so whether you have a student who struggles or not, that's something we should all have in the back of our mind because, you know, do they know, know how to do the laundry? Do they know how to cook? We don't want to just get them out of our homeschool with a really nice transcript. <laughs> You know, that's, that's how our nation ended up in 2008 with the disaster financially, because mm -hmm. students were graduating from high school with diplomas, but no skills on a right. budget or managing life. And now we have, you know, whole generations that have never had home ec or home mm -hmm. maintenance. So let's, let's have some ideas. Like if, right. if we're going to really face the fact that our kids are going to have to live life, Mm -hmm. and do it well, and uh, that's nice. Um, how can we plan for transitioning not only our special needs kids, but right. also all of our kids Everyone. so that they're ready for life? Exactly. Well, the first thing you have to do is take a step back mm. and really evaluate what does what can I fit in these next four years or however many years that you're looking ahead? Um, and where do I want my child to be? What are their goals? 
for them, you know, where you know, they don't know. Usually, you know, I, I go through the story of my son who the first year he said he wanted to go in the military, you know, and so we kind of aimed for that and started his first year of high school with that. And then the next year he decided he wanted to be an underwater welder. Oh. Um, that took a whole different <laughs> spin on our classes. And yet we aimed for that. Mm. And then the year after that, he decided he just you know, wanted to go to welding school first before he did underwater welding. And so, you know, we, we you tweak and you change. Um, but that doesn't mean that some of the other skills that we were working on, some of the academics that he was excelling in and those that he was struggling in, we weren't working on either. But we just kind of massaged our schedule to, to you know, yeah. hit, go for the new target. <laughs> and I think when you're looking at transition planning and looking at this whole high school how you know how do i embrace the the bigger picture um getting the bigger picture in your head and reviewing it on a constant basis um you know whether it's you know you hit a mid-year you know we've just um finished half of the school year about mm -hmm. you know a mm -hmm. semester um now it's time to take an evaluation is my child still wanting to do this you know yeah. is that where their their future's headed can can we sit down and talk? And that's the great thing about high school students is you can have these conversations with them. Yeah. This is their life. It's yeah. not just yours yeah. that you're controlling and um, to get their input. And, um, and it does, it changes over time. And, and can you be flexible enough with your homeschooling to say, well, we did a semester of that class. It doesn't count any, you know, it's not moving you towards your new goal. Uh -huh. Let's let's count that as a half credit, half <laughs> and credit. let's put in something else yes. so that we're headed in the right direction now yes. versus getting to the end of the year and saying, okay, well, we we did that and it looked good on your transcript. <laughs> so you, you never waste time. It's uh, it's just a good career exploration elective, even yes. if they change goals. And the beauty of being a homeschooler is you can change goals if you need to. Yeah, but it's mm -hmm. a good idea to start out with some goals. That is, yeah, a good idea. or else you're headed in nowhere. You know, yeah, <laughs> and then you'll get there. <laughs> exactly, you'll get there and say, "How did we get here?" And you, you did everything you could to get there <laughs> without realizing it. <laughs> so true. Um, yeah, my my daughter's been a perfect example of that. You know. Each of my children have taken me, you know, one step closer to being more flexible. <laughs> but, you know, she's she's taken lots of art classes. And then all of a sudden this year, she picked up her sewing machine and she's like creating fashion and oh. it just goes a mile a minute. And um, but yet her art skills are still useful. Uh -huh. And and I found the same thing with my son with his welding. He went to welding school after three years. Yeah. Got up and said, Mom, this is not the career I want. Uh, <laughs> and yet we had kept progressing in all the classes he was doing good in, which happened to be the sciences and maths. And now at the end of the semester, he's graduating with, with a degree in biomedical engineering. Oh, my goodness. How is that for a, a change? The, the business is you allowed them the ability to pivot like you taught yes. them. It is okay to change. So you have a goal, you work on the goal, but yeah. you can change. Exactly. And we all do that, don't we? I mean, yeah. I look at, you know, my own career track and, and say, yeah, I got a degree in physics and now I'm doing what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. all those skills add up, you know, our life experiences, our training, they, they, they can be useful mm -hmm. and it's not a waste of time. So what does it look like when you sit down with your, 
your own kids or the kids that you're consulting with and draw up a transition plan? Right. Well, you need to evaluate where are where are those gaps yeah. that we definitely need to fill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, setting goals for those gaps is is huge um, because it may be a communication skill. It may be a, a life skill around the house. You know, this child never picks up their dishes. What is their house going to look like <laughs> when they move out and I'm not here anymore and my cleaning lady doesn't pick them up once a week? Um, so, you know, those are the types of things that that we have to evaluate and say, okay, there has to be a way we can train towards this um, in those things. But, but then there's also things like I know kids that – are in therapies a lot and that happens uh-huh. a lot in the younger years uh-huh. and um parent with parents that homeschool especially uh-huh. children especially now we're, we're seeing more and more that people are using outside therapy than they did what 15 20 years ago when yeah. i was homeschooling uh-huh. but at a certain point your child is not going to be going to therapy all their lives yeah. and so taking the skills that they need to continue to work on, like occupational therapy, you know, just moving your body, physical therapy, those types of things. Can we find a activity or something that my student can do on a regular basis, a sport, you know, maybe an individualized sport that will continue to work on those skills, yet be something that is acceptable for an adult to be doing. <laughs> and, and maybe they have a support network as well. Because uh-huh, they're going uh-huh. to the gym, they're going, you know, they're swimming laps and, and maybe they're part of a club. You know, those those are the things we need to start thinking about, um, especially for children that maybe can't make those decisions on their own. But if our kids yeah. are, you know, to push them towards uh-huh. those types of activities versus just the, the school things we do. Yeah. So if they if they have things that they will need to be working on for the rest of their lives, you know, tangible physical things or cognitive things or emotional or character things. So, you know, we never outgrow growing. And if they need you to do that for them, Mm-hmm. then you can help, you know, develop a, a set of compensations like a sport or something right. like that, that mm-hmm. will continue those good life skills. And for teens that can do the buy-in with you and have a discussion and say, okay, we've exactly. got to transition from these therapies to real life. How can mm-hmm. we make this look like real life? Or we need to continue working on your skills of organizing and picking up your stuff. Exactly. Can we find a way to to make that easier for you or that you remember it? I mean, you know, you can try out different things. You know, we, my daughter, her executive functioning skills are horrible. And so we have tried, you know, apps, we have tried various different things and still haven't found anything perfect that works. Um, It's getting better. She's starting to get more initiative, I think, just because she wants her room to be cleaner. Um, But... (laughs) You know, it little by little, you try things and yeah. you see if they work or they don't. Um, I have a story of a parent that called me once and she she said, my my son is being phased out because a lot of parents that have special needs children do use the services that public schools provide. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. and that is accessible in most states to homeschoolers. Um, but she said uh, they basically said that he's graduated from occupational therapy, but she goes, he has so many things that he still needs to work on. And I, I had to explain to her that the, 
school, when they do occupational therapy, their goal is to make your child function properly in school. Yes. So his final goal that he had to achieve was to be able to get on and off a bus. Well, yes. <laughs> the crazy thing was that she drove him to the school <laughs> and he got off her car and he never used a bus, but uh -huh. that was the school goal. Yeah. And then, you know, she went on to say, but as we were having this conversation that he loves martial arts and he's learning so much. And I said, then that is your activity yeah. that you're going to use for, for his occupational therapy, um, because that is what's developing those skills. And it's something that he loves. Exactly. The and nice thing of a win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, do you Thank have you. your your special needs kids or or other kids record those as like life skills credits or life? Yeah, or FIED. You can really count them as a, a lot of different things mm -hmm. depending mm -hmm. on you know just where you see the development happening or if you know you want to round out their their curriculum and say, well, we count this as one or the other. So, yeah. um, and then just record the hours that they're doing it. So basically, when you're working with your kids and the other families that you work with, mm -hmm. is you start out with your big picture, what you want when the kids graduate and for after they graduate. So we, right. <clears throat> we Seven Sisters always say, think about when those kids walk across the stage at graduation, whatever kind of stage it's going to be, and you're uh -huh. going to move their little tassel on their cap and gown, and what kind of person and experiences do you want them to be and have had exactly. when they do that march across the stage so that mm -hmm. they are ready for the next things in life? And we can't know everything and we can't be perfect, no. but we do want to have some idea of what that's going to look like. Yes, exactly. And, and then you evaluate where the some weaknesses or gaps are and right. build programs for that. Mm -hmm. What do you find as far as helping them explore interests like your son who wanted to be the underwater welder or your daughter right. who all of a sudden loves sewing? Mm -hmm. How do you help them build those interests? Right. Well, it's just, you know, maybe taking an outside class, joining a club, um, just exploring different activities or saying, how about we try? You know, um, and so like my daughter was in dancing for the longest time and she loved it. But the okay. problem was, is her feet hurt because she has high arches. Uh, and so when we moved, she left behind her dance studio. And I said, well, let's try to look for something different. Uh -huh. You know, we know that you like this about it. But yet there are some things like with your feet that you have issues uh -huh. with dancing. And so we found a place that does aerial silks. And she's like, well, that sounds like fun. And she's now on a performance team doing that. <laughs> is, is that how you got into the area? That's how I started. Yes. She signed up and they said, oh, we're having a mom's class. And I said, oh, sign me up. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. Like, I, I would love to, if it's okay with you, to put a link to you doing oh. aerial like, yes. Yeah, considering I'm almost thing. 50 and I go about 17 feet up in my entryway. <laughs> it is uh, amazing. <laughs> So, all right. So then they, they, you help them find resources to develop those interests right. and to, to mm -hmm. compensate for weaknesses. Any other things that you find are important to put in their transition plans? Well, you know, so one thing that, that we often don't think about is communication skills because mm. they kind of go off of our radar. Mm -hmm. But yet employers say that communication skills 
are the biggest thing they're looking for in employees. Absolutely. And we don't focus on those at all. But yet we don't have to have a formal education plan to develop communication skills. We need to talk. We need to put our children in situations, in various situations that require them to communicate. And communication is verbal, it's Mm -hmm. nonverbal, and it's written. Mm-hmm. And um, and it doesn't have to be a large paper to be mm-hmm. understood. You know, emails, texting. Yes. How, you know, do I check my spelling? Well, I made that mistake yesterday. I sent the word coffee instead of code to my realtor. <laughs> he said, thank you for the coffee. <laughs> um, Autocorrect is a wonderful thing. Yes. I know. <laughs> but But we forget that that is probably one of the most important things we should mm-hmm. be focusing on. And just having normal everyday conversations, mm-hmm. um, listening to audiobooks, learning correct grammar through yeah. hearing. Yeah. Um, there are just so many things that we can absorb our our homeschool life and mm-hmm. that, that build those communication skills. And, um, and it doesn't have to look like, you know, a class. Yes. It can be a lot of different things. And kids yes. nowadays are getting into making videos and even creating podcasts. Yes. And why not? Yes. Because the more you do these things, the more mm-hmm. you learn to control what you say, mm-hmm. which we all need, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and think about it before you say it. Yeah. And um, and really be purposeful in in what you're communicating and how you're communicating it and how others perceive it as well. Yeah, and so that's a, you could have a, a life skills credit and communication be part of that, or yeah. a whole communication skills credit. Mm-hmm. And it, for, for uh, several of my kids, we did a speech credit, um, yeah. just because mm-hmm. they, we tended to be a, a shyer family. Right. And, uh, and they knew they were going to be facing giving, you know, presentations in college and stuff. Exactly. So we mm-hmm. uh, worked on that with our local homeschoolers, got kids together and uh, mm-hmm. actually ended up being a seven sisters curriculum uh, for the speech part. But they oh, also great. need to be yeah. able to send an email because colleges and employers still use emails, not Snapchat or Instagram. Right. Exactly. And, <laughs> and their grammar is, you know, we, we forget when we use all of those really, you know, quick social media things that we don't use proper grammar. But yeah. yet we're perceived on an email or anything like that. Um, by how we come across yes. in using our words properly. Yeah. So, and our kids need to understand that. <laughs> so, Peggy, do you have a format or a handout or a worksheet or something that you use with your families as you're kind of going through this process? Well, oftentimes we tell parents to develop an IEP um, just because mm-hmm. a lot of the kids that um, are homeschooled with special needs will need a a standard form of recording yes to give to a um a college Mm -hmm. which that is that's the form they accepted in and i know a lot of homeschoolers for years have resisted this the problem is is we we put ourselves at a deficit if we don't have the paperwork that the schools are looking for and And it's just a game you you can it it truly is you (laughs) just fill in the form put your information in there you in charge still nobody's going to be looking over your shoulder unless you're in some states um like oregon requires a pdp for kids that fall below a certain percentile uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
safety. Um, those things we can sort out with you. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, but on our website, we do have a, an IEP kind of just an instructional guide. We have a free downloadable that gives you the actual document you fill in and then a step-by-step walkthrough of, of everything you need to fill it in. And what, what does this section really mean? And how do I get that information? Um, so, so that's um, how you can more formally record. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. It's a nice, at least to look at it, you know, so some families really need that and some can mm -hmm. start and use that as a jumping off point. Yeah. So, well, this is a good segue into Peggy, would you tell everyone about SPED Homeschool and what you guys do for your families? Sure. Yeah, SPED Homeschool is a nonprofit. We um, we formed in 2017, and I always remember the date because it was the day that Hurricane Harvey hit Texas, and I oh. live in Texas, and oh so I sent in the paperwork, and yes, and so late August of um, <laughs> 2017, terrible. I know, it was it was crazy, and so, um, so yes, we, we formed basically everyone that I had worked with in the special education homeschooling community and special needs, we just decided there's, there's a lot of organizations that have little, you know, helpers or people that are assigned to special needs, but nobody's working together. Yeah. And so my goal was to bring together everybody that's doing this to create resources that fill in the gaps that maybe don't make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why nobody's developing them. Yeah. But also partnerships so that we can start working together to create things that, um, that require more than just one person's expertise. Like right now, Vicki and I are working on a, a high school manual mm -hmm. yeah. for homeschooling high school with, with other writers. It's a it's great team. Like yeah, 22 good chapters yeah. long. And yeah. each of my chapters are ending up being about 10 pages. Yeah. So um, it's gonna be a lengthy manual. Yeah. Um, but so we do a lot of things like that. Our website is just full of resources, partner organizations mm -hmm. and um, you know I do an interview every Tuesday night live um, we now broadcast a Facebook YouTube and Periscope all at the same time wow and mm -hmm. it's, that's been amazing so but the goal of the interviews is to empower parents mm -hmm. to to be able to make this journey successful because a lot of the of parents just say i'll try it and mm -hmm. then they, they they get frustrated they're told that they need this when they really don't need to yeah um there's there's a lot of really bad information out yeah um, on the internet about homeschooling special needs children and so um so yeah we we have an incredible board of directors i mean steve demi is my <laughs> my yeah. board chair and diane craft is on my board jan yes. bedell dr jan bedell um Kathy cool and then um, faith barons from hslda so um these are the people that are my mentors yeah. and we have a whole team of volunteers that i work with that we're we're doing various things on social media we're writing other books we're um running groups which this weekend we actually launch our groups that are going to be regional so parents wow. can actually start talking and connecting uh, with one another. That has been on my heart yeah. for two years. Wonderful. And we finally found an app that follows HIPAA compliance standards. Uh, and so mm -hmm. our, you know, data for our parents is they have so many medical things that they need mm -hmm. to share to really understand one another. Yeah. They don't want to share it in an unsafe place like Facebook. Yeah. 
Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, we will put links to Sped Home School and to your live streams and all those awesome. cool things and resources because I really, really do love the work that you guys are doing. So, all right. Well, thank you, Peggy, for especially today. We were having so many technology glitches. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, Peggy came in with a rescue fix for us. So, so thank you again. And this has been the Homeschool High School podcast, brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week. <laughs>